Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. Today's guest is Marina Seren. Marina is an ET contactee and abductee mother of alien-human hybrid children, and more. Marina, thank you so much for joining us today, and welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Jeffrey. All right, so how did you become spiritually awakened? Well, it all started for me when I was 15 years old with my Kundalini awakening. Now, actually, it was pretty fast, pretty intense experience. I was in high school back then, and a lot of things were changing, and I felt pretty alienated. And I started recovering a lot of information like crazy. And I started having a lot of downloads, you know. So it was, it felt to me like I came with a wake-up call encoded in my DNA. And that, that was the time that it was supposed to activate and start to bring here all of the information hmm. for my mission. Can you give us a more detailed explanation of what happened during your Kundalini experience? Yeah, sure. So back then I was, again, I was in high school and I was really interested about science. I've always been into science and my interest, my specific interest was physics because physics is always like the mother of sciences in the terms of like understanding the structure of existence, understanding the cosmos and how is how the universe was created and how it works basically. So I remember that that interest started to escalate and become bigger and more intense. And suddenly I will be more open-minded about different possibilities. I was starting to get kind of like smaller steps, like smaller, um, you know, pieces of information, like guidance, like, oh, maybe everything is a simulation. Like maybe this is like a holographic experience and, you know, we create our reality, like perception creates reality. And I was getting these pieces of information slowly so for me i started from physics and then i went to metaphysics because the two worlds are actually that connected so it started by the you know like that but at the same time i was also getting interested in the idea of human evolution and i started sensing the strong feeling that maybe we weren't just like humans that evolved from apes you know from this uh, monkeys, you know, that we were talking to school, I felt that we were, I felt strongly that we had a star origins because I myself didn't felt like I was like 100% life on earth. I felt that a part of me was ET. So the only plausible answer for me to explain that is, okay, humanity is hybrid because evolution is not linear. And it's really kind of like intense, like it's not organized there are many missing missing steps you know and there are many abilities and many factions like many many features that it's just not possible that it was a natural mutation coming from an outside or an environmental kind of like um you know event so i started to get that and those two things started to 
could kind of like course me in the path of like spiritual awakening, like extraterrestrial contact and all these worlds. Was there a, an initial out of body experience, whether you did it purposely or you were pulled out of your body that was a catalyst to kind of start this all off? Actually, yes. And that was when I was researching about the idea of supernatural encounters and supernatural uh, experiences regarding other dimensions. Because when physics start to explore the idea of the cosmos and the universe being uh, of metaphysical nature, instead of just physical, but also kind of like etheric and, and you know, just not, not just material. I started to remember that we are souls in a body, not that we're just bodies, you know? So that's when I started um, kind of like being interested in the idea of meditation. And when I become aware, when I became aware that there were extraterrestrials and interdimensional beings that were not existing in the same dimension. So actually, when I was awakened to that reality and I went really interested into, you know, meditation and the pineal gland and the third eye, suddenly I, like one day I went to my room and I wanted to meditate. And I remember that I experienced an immense amount of love in my heart chakra. And it was so paranormal. It was so outworldly that I was shocked, you know, like I knew that was my first paranormal conscious experience. So at that moment, I, I knew that I wasn't alone and that there were certain beings that wanted me to start to become more aware of my multidimensionality, like other dimensions. So one day when I went to my bed and not just trying to meditate, but just going to sleep, I remember being pulled out of body. And I actually resisted a lot of the experience because I was scared that it was negativities that wanted to adapt me for negative purposes. So I resisted a lot of the experience, but I ended up being, um, you know, taken out of my body. So are you saying that it was a demonic entity or do you think it was an ET? It was actually um, positive ETs, positive beings, you know, because they will actually hold my hand and they will show me that they were alive because I will ask in my head, in my mind, telepathically, are you positive or are you negative? Because I need to know <laughs> to trust you guys. So I remember that at that moment, I received again an intense amount of love. It was so radiant. It was so big that I knew it, it was just not, it was not negative beings. There was just no way that somebody was lying or pretending because it was so divine. It was so beautiful that I knew 100% it was my family or my star guides. And they were actually trying to, again, you know, show me other aspects of existence, other dimensions. Hmm. Sounds like one of my near death experiences because they usually, ah. ex they'll a lot of times experience an almost undescribable amount of love. Yes. And you, it was like that. It sounded like you were saying that you met your star family. Is that correct? Yeah. Where are they from? Well, I, as many of us, I have different kind of like uh, family um, factions. One of them are Arcturian from Bootis, and one, some of them are from Andromeda. And other ones are the hybrids, which are the families that I ended up creating, co-creating in the hybrid programs. After you met your star family, how did you feel when you came back to your earthly family? Did you feel any different towards them? 
Well, at first I did. I first I was a little bit shocked. Like, is this real? Like, my real family? How am I supposed to? You know, I feel a little bit like alienated. But you know, at the same time, I have experienced so much time with them, even though I'm young. That you know, the love is there and the connection is there. So I didn't feel any kind of separation between them and I. I love them equally. At the end of the day, that's great. So. At this point of your life, can you have out-of-body experiences initiated by you? If I meditate and I'm in a good um, position and a good state of being, I actually can, and I'm a bit, and I'm able to do it. But it's not as as easy as it was back in the Kundalini, because the Kundalini energies are so strong that you act, I actually had the ability to go out of my body, even when I was not meditating, even when I was not night or when I, was, when I wasn't even like laid down, you know, in bed. So it was, it was different, you know, it was each easier back then. And now I will have to meditate um, or again, you know, raise my vibration or concentrate a little bit, but I'm still able the point is that most of the, most those um, astral experiences or out-of-body experiences for me now are actually initiated by my higher mind because sometimes I will go to sleep just with the intention of, you know, sleeping and I will actually be pulled, you know, either by my higher mind or with beings who want uh, to connect with me or to bring me to a specific place. Is that how you're generally having ET contact is usually when you go to sleep and then they pull you out or do you ever have it like during waking consciousness? Well, for me, I actually did have um, abductions, like physical encounters, but all of that is still my subconscious. The more, the only um, contact experience that I'm aware of is the ones that are not in the physical body. Because most of the times the ETs uh, kind of like suppress those memories from the physical body, the ones who are like face-to-face, because they understand that it will be a lot of... um, distraction for our spiritual path and that only when we're able uh, when we're ready to remember when it is time because it will serve us uh, somehow in our spiritual path is when we will actually uh, do it when was the last time you were abducted well i i was abducted um some week ago but it was not the positive beings because i also have the other side of the experiences like paranormal experiences which is the negative ones so so yeah it was the military (laughs) wow what do you do when they abduct you how do you fight them or what happens well when they abduct me i'm actually like paralyzed so i'm not able to i'm not able to move really or to say anything they do paralyze your body and actually some sometimes you know uh usually they put like screen uh, visuals or or dreams so that you go into sleep state while you while you are abducted so that you interpret it as a dream instead of understanding that you actually had that experience what do you think their purpose is of abducting you the military or the positive both well, the positive ones, it's because of my hybrid nature and because of my specific mission that I have or connection with them. Because some of sometimes it will be, it will have a, like a reason behind, you know, like sharing information that I, so that I can share, uh, share it away, you know, for people like downloads and everything like spiritual guidance. And sometimes it will actually be 
just for the sake of connection, just for the sake of, you know, letting me remember more who I am and to them and my background, my spiritual connections. And the military, it's to, for the purpose of just interrogating me to get information about my ET contacts. Because usually when somebody is an ET abductee, they also have the mild abductions because they can actually observe when that, there has been an abduction where somebody has been contacted. And they actually want to know, they actually want to extract that information for them. And, you know, they didn't have any of any positive agenda for me, for sure. I've heard that ETs don't just contact somebody for like one time and say, okay, let's, you know, clean up the planet or whatever. Usually they're going to, if they contact someone, it's going to be for a lifetime. Do you agree with that? I agree. Because, you know, most of the times it's just soul connections and there's like an agenda or a specific like mission or purpose behind it. So, you know, it's like a teaching, you know, like they teach you, they assist you, they make you remember stuff. They, it's kind of like um, they're a part of something together, like a co-creation. So, yeah, it's it's sort of like that, you know, it, it's period, periodically or a one more than once in a lifetime. Did you ever have a period of doubt in your life that you were thinking, is this real or or am I making it up or, or you know what I mean, something like that? Or were you always confident that I'm having an experience? I was always, always, always 100% confident, actually. There's not a time that I doubted because when I had my Kundalini awakening, actually, it was like remembering. It was like, yeah like i yes this is how it works now i remember yes like this is so familiar this is so me this is so like home you know so i never never doubted like never all right when did you start having hybrid children that was approximately i mean the abductions for hybrid programs usually start when you're really little because they have to take the dna samples and to check how you know the potential or or the genetic um, you know material they have to check it and, and start to work with it so that they help you so that you become like genetically speaking a version of your dna that is a more of a kind of like not the viable but more kind of like um harmonically yeah like more compatible more uh, like better so to speak but when I actually started actually having uh, children it was when I was about the age of 14 or 15. Do you know how many children you have? I'm not aware in a, of a specific number but I know that I have more than five. More than five have you ever met any? Yes in the astral. <laughs> what were they like? Some of them were mixed with gray DNA so they look like you know like a breed between gray hybrid like gray and human you know like big black eyes and then gray skin tone and bigger eyes bigger head and um, some of them were mixed with i think it was mantid and so they had green skin and some are pleiadian uh mixed with pleiadian dna so they have blonde hair and they have uh, violet iris what do you think is their agenda for for creating hybrids well i'm aware about the grace uh purpose I'm not aware about the Pleiadians. I think it's just for the sake of creating like a new thing, like something exciting, something that might be uh, cool, you know. But I am aware of the intentions behind the grace and it's because of their history and our history as humans. Um, 
they are actually future humans. They are us in the future. But as you know, they're parallel like um, parallel timelines coexisting at the same time because the universe is multidimensional. There is, they are the negative, one of the negative expressions of our future, you know, like future evolution. They actually um, disconnected themselves from their humanity, from their emotions, from their ability to reconnect, to understand themselves as part of nature. So they actually messed up. They actually destroyed their own version of Earth to a point in which they also destroyed themselves, genetically speaking. So they needed, like, viable DNA, and the only way for them to do it is with, it was actually to travel back in space and time to a version of Earth in which human DNA was compatible, but at the same time that still had the potential to evolve in a positive direction. In the astral have you contacted with any other type of alien beings besides greys and arcturians yes actually pleiadians and some some mantis can you tell me what the pleiadians look like versus the the arcturians what's the difference well the, the arcturians are like bald beings usually they have big eyes and kind of dark blue or black eyes and they usually have um, blue skin, purple skin, or green. But again, there are many kinds of Arcturians as much as there are many kinds of humans. And Pleiadians, it's the same thing because it's a really big galaxy. So there are many star systems and many specific planets, you know. So they're usually, what we know is that they are mostly human because they are like a version of us, but in the future. So we have a really similar ancestry. So they look like us, most of them, but they can, again, they can be really different from, from dark skin to light skin, from blonde to brown hair, or even other kind of colors and light blue or purple. Everything's possible. So do you think that there's a war going on between the good aliens and the bad aliens? Yeah, there definitely is a war going on. Okay. And the most specific, like the most uh, intense one in our planet is for um, one beings, uh, one group of beings is fighting for human liberation and the other one is fighting for control over us. And those are the Draconian Empire mostly and the negative Anunnakis. But there are positive Anunnakis and Pleiadians who are also working together to, you know, gain free humanity. So. so do you think humans in general are a hybrid species or do you think we evolved from monkeys? No, we're, I am 100% sure at this point that we are hybrids with extraterrestrials. Hmm. Who, yeah, 100%. Who did it, do you think? It was first, it was uh, done um, by the Anunnaki, who are called the creators of mankind. And they actually didn't have positive intentions at the beginning. But they ended up, again, there are so many of them, so many groups, so many evolutionary branches that some of them actually wanted to perpetuate those negative intentions and to still have control over humanity and still have like possession of Earth uh, values, like material resources. And some others, like other groups who evolved positively to the light, they decided that they wanted to be guides for humanity and do the right thing, you know. I've had another guest on, and we spoke about that when they first hybridized humans, they were too smart, and they had to dumb the humans down a little bit. Do you know anything about yeah. that? 
Yeah, I agree. Because um, actually, that's why they were called sons or, or daughters or uh, uh, like they were actually sons of gods. You know, they were called like that. So we had their DNA and they're really smart, really, really intelligent beings. They are super advanced uh, in terms of intellect, in terms of awareness, whether they were positively oriented, like integrated in sense of polarity, like in a positive state of being is another thing. But in terms of intellect our knowledge and consciousness, like perception, they're actually really advanced. So when they mix their DNA with the hominids that were native of this planet, they observed that they were, yes, really smart. So, but if they were too smart, like if they were too intelligent, just like them, there was no way for them to control them, to have like power over them. So they actually deactivated one, uh, some of the codons on the strands of the DNA, of the human DNA, so that they will be, you know, less aware of their multidimensionality of who they are, where they came from, what's their divinity, what's their power, that, so that they will never empower and shift from being slaves to actually being leaders, you know, like being, you know, free. Interesting that you use the word slaves, because that's what I have thought, that we were just created to do slave labor. Yeah, we, that's, that was the first intention. They actually... It's sort of like the grace, you know, that's why I mean, that's why I said that their story, like the grace story is similar to the Anunnaki, because they repeated the cycle of the Anunnaki. Like actually the Anunnaki evolved too much the intellect and too much like the awareness, the technology, but they were integrated in terms of polarity. They're actually having a lot of polarity consciousness exploration. So many times they will not connect it to their nature. And if they do not connect to the nature, they cannot connect to the nature of their own planetary consciousness. So they actually, they actually mess up many uh, ecosystems, many other ecosystems. So they needed other uh, valuable sources for their uh, materials, uh, for technology, for health, for whatever, specifically gold, because monatomic gold is really useful in technology, in their technology mostly, and in other purposes. But the gold was really, really valid by them because of how they will use it for their technology. So they will have to search for other star systems, other planetary consciousness who will have a lot of this resource, not just for the technology, but also because they understood that monatomic gold dispersed in the atmosphere will actually heal and repair that structure, you know, of their ecosystem. So they travel from star system to star system or planet in search of that. And when they found her, they observed that it had immense like amounts of gold. So to make it easier for them to get it without being karmically attached to it, karmically connected with this planet, they, they understood that they needed to create a slave race who will do the work for them so that they will have that karma and not them. So that's actually how humanity started as a project. I was checking out your website and I found a quote here and it says, unconditional love is not something you learn because unconditional love is the true nature of your existence. It is not about learning. It is about unlearning, unlearning the fear that creates illusions that told you you were not such a thing. And that sounds like stuff that my near-death experiencers come to learn during their experience 
How did you learn that? Well, actually, uh, near-death experiences are so connected uh, with spiritual awakenings because many people think that when you die, you go, you just stop existing or you cease like your awareness or anything. But actually, we know that's not true. We know that consciousness is eternal, it's infinite, and that there's just no destruction of energy, just a recreation of energy. So death observed from the material perspective, it can feel like that, like destruction, like, you know, death. But from the spiritual perspective, it's just a new beginning. It's just like remembering, reconnecting to yourself, you know, like sort of like um, going back to source energy, going back to God. And actually that's what the spiritual awakening mostly is about about this, you know, about reconnecting back to source, reconnecting back to God. Remember who you are and who you were before the material world, like polarity consciousness will and societies will tell you something different, something fear-based belief. So that's why it's something that resonates a lot with people who experience like NDE. But the way I learned it, it was that way by spiritual awakening, by the, by the, um, kundalini awakening because that energy it's about it's really similar in a sense in terms of metaphysics because when you die you go back to the fifth dimension and the fifth dimension is that it is that place in consciousness because it's just not a physical place it's a state of consciousness so the the five dimension is that state of being or consciousness in which you are experiencing time in a non-linear way. Like there's no time, there's no, everything is now, everything's here because you're connected, you're embracing and your higher mind, you're seeing through the eyes and the lenses of your higher mind. So you understand you're connected to source energy. You understand who you are and what's your nature as unconditional love. So, you know, that experience of dying of passing away is going physically to that place and also spiritually like instead of in in terms of consciousness integrating that again into your awareness into your perception your dynamics but spiritual awakening it's actually attaining that vibration that state of being that state of awareness without losing your physical your physical body it's integrating into your physical mind reconnecting the lower aspects of your consciousness to the higher ones that's why when many people say we're going to the 5d we're going to the 5d that's the age of aquarius we're not going physically to the 5d we are going in vibration we're in a state of being in your opinion when we're existing here on the third i guess you'd call this the 3d or third third dimension existing here are our bodies just a manifestation of our consciousness in this realm, or is it a dual system where our consciousness is separate from our body? Well, it is a projection of our consciousness because everything that we observe, material or not material, it is first existing as an idea. That's the whole point about um, the all that is. That's the whole point about the universe. We many times, many scientists do not understand the terms of like, um, like universe, the birth of the universe. So when they explore the Big Bang theories and all these about how from a singularity that was what they define as a really concentrated material point of you know like matter and, and energy like 
just concentrated and super dense and that exploding and, and you know like all that we know like physically planets elements atoms and all of that they wonder how is that what is consciousness out of this like consciousness was created like just like that like arbitrarily like it's just like a probability that manifested in the universe and actually that's when they make a mistake because consciousness is an abstract thing consciousness is not a material random you know um construct it is something abstract because it understands itself it is not something material and logical and objective so that's when they lack the understanding believing that consciousness was generated from matter and energy actually consciousness was that created all of the rest of the things the material and the objective the you know the tangible things so it is like that you know our physical bodies is is it is a projection of our consciousness but the idea that there is a separation serves a purpose for consciousness to understand that it is really connected because to to understand a reality we need to understand for solution so that we understand we can understand the reality behind it it's just like cold and it's just like warm for example like temperature if you never experience a polarity in between warm like cold, like temperature and you never experience like cold or warm you cannot know the neutral element in behind you cannot know the concept of temperature so you have to understand the opposite polarity for you to understand the negative like the positive polarity like the mirror reflection of that to understand the concept not just the polarity but just the concept in between so for us to understand what is real how reality works we need to first experience the illusion so that we can say oh okay that is real so it's part of the process understanding or be- believing that it is separated in a sense since you have a star family and probably you've been maybe another you know you've maybe have been an octurian a pleiadian pleiadian or whatever why do you think we come here and come to earth i mean what's the point of spirits coming here and and coming to this realm well that's a really cool question because actually there are many answers possible uh in terms of the human history it is because everything started in uh, at least in the sense of like star seeds in the sense of like souls coming to earth not just the earth souls reincarnating in the vessels of earth it is because of human history and the importance of other souls from other higher uh, densities or dimensions or more advanced civilizations coming here to actually fix things like to actually upgrade things per se um as we said like the anunnaki were negative some originally negative oriented and some were positive but mostly there was a negative agenda behind human creation well it ended up that these beings that were observing their situation understood and observed a kind of like a possible a probability like a potential behind what they've done to become to kind of like heal themselves in terms of like their history like their existence as a species so they actually made like an agreement they proposed the anunnaki to create a genetic experiment in which they will sort of like ground in this planetary consciousness their own dna like the dna from people who are actually like more evolved than them so that they will help they will kind of like co-create genetically speaking in earth vessels 
this kind of like evolution, like um, ability, like this path of evolution that will be now positively oriented, that will be uh, with a purpose created for the purpose of helping them and humans, you know, to free themselves. So it ended up being a really good opportunity for many beings of service to others to incarnate here to help to bring their DNA codes, like their DNA genetic information, so that they will bring here in the planetary consciousness, in this matrix, their own energy. They will bring more of the high energies, the law of the light, so that, again, they will rise the vibration, they will uplift humanity and assist this path of ascension. And many of them also did it because they found it as a good opportunity to grow themselves, to experience something like super intense but super transformational super like uh, empowering because there was just no race like humans with extreme polarity consciousness and with extremes emotional like super intense emotional bodies so you know the ability to experience so much of each pole make it so interesting for other beings that the ones who are brave and the ones who want to really like make a big uh, leap for them to um, become bigger, like more empowered, more grown, you know, um, grown ups, you know, more mature souls. Um, they actually observe it as a possibility, a super exciting experience. I had another guest on and we were talking about ETs and stuff. And she talked about that there are people on the planet that are considered background people. It's like they're here, but they don't have a spirit or something. And we as humans can't even figure out who is and who isn't. So don't bother trying. But have you ever heard of that? I've never heard of that, actually. And I will 100% disagree. Because, you know, we are all source energy. So there's really no uh, expression of consciousness. Like there's no construct of all of the aspects of consciousness, which is being a body, having a mind, having a soul, having emotions. If it does not come from source, you know, there's just no way. Okay. In your website, you also say that you are a psychic super soldier. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Well, actually also, um, that's that's connected to negative agendas that's connected to a negative reality it's called the secret space program and there are many whistleblowers about it there there are many um people like disclosing information about it um but i have recently found out that i do not um i kind of like do not support that much like the idea of giving them so much energy so i share my experience i will kindly share about it but i will definitely like support uh, all listeners all guests and all public to not invest so much energy or so much like belief like not just not 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 saying that it is not real because it is a real experience it is a real thing but um i will already report um i will already kind of like give more of my energy towards the positive kind of encounters and the positive agendas because there's so much polarity in, in earth that it is indeed like more beneficial to focus on them. But basically speaking, it all started back in Germany when there was a group of beings called the Vril Society who were psychic channelers and who were contacted by extraterrestrials, specifically a woman called Maria Orsic that I am connected to, spiritually speaking. 
um, it is, she was contacted by the Elder Bronze Pleiadians, Anunnaki Pleiadians, and they actually gave her uh, information, specific information for alien technology, anti-gravity technology. And so the reason behind that project, the reason be behind that, in, that connection, that uh, offer to her is that they wanted Germany they wanted to help Germany win the, the Second World War because they observed a really intense, like a really big um, potential behind their governments to assist in humanity, the rest of humanity, to liberate themselves from the negative-oriented, um, tyrannical governments and institutions. So at the beginning, the first kind of like structures of like German um German uh, governments were positive, were positively oriented. They did have potential, and so they observed that if they will lend this technology, if they will give this technology to their German uh, soldiers, and they will help them win the World War Two, it will actually benefit humanity. It will put humanity in a course in which we will have much more probability to overcome these war-like energies because most of the other uh, governments were like negatively oriented. They have a lot of karmic energies. So, you know, the point is that it all went wrong. And it is that the Nazi soldiers actually corrupted themselves and they became in contact uh, with the negative reptilians and the negative draconians who are here in uh, for power over humanity to enslave humanity and they ended up being uh, like creating something called like we call now the secret space program or the dark fleet and they they uh, over the time they had contact with just more than them just more like the thunder draconians also the greys and even some nordics you know and so this program started there as in kind of like a negative oriented agenda, like a negative project. And it was, they will actually, for example, there will be many exchanges. They will actually give like human DNA, cell human DNA or resources in exchange for technology. So that way, both, um, both kind of teams, both uh, species, both groups will benefit themselves and they will help kind of like grow their own like negative agenda, like big agenda. And after, after that has started happening, like going on, actually the Germans, the Nazis uh, initiated something called Project Paperclip mm -hmm. in which they migrated to other, the other uh, side of the Atlantic Ocean, which is America, to kind of like ground, kind of like... Um, kind of um, give this government, the US government, um, install themselves there, like their negative-oriented governments, the negative-oriented uh, military. So that's actually how America is really also involved with the secret space program. And it just went like all around the world, you know. And it is definitely a really, really dark um, reality, I will say. So the super soldier aspects, it connects to something that the Germans started to investigate and to um, sort of like experiment with in, the, in those times of World War II and the creation of the programs, which is called NK Ultra, which is Nazi mind control. 
they did not create it themselves. They actually knew about mind control techniques from occult groups back in Egypt and back in Atlantis and other civilizations like hermetic cultures mostly. And what they understood is that they actually cooled by performing NK Ultra mind control. They will not only like create slaves or, you know, like targets or, or assets that will be under control. But actually, that this form of a specific like trauma-based mind control will actually enhance many of the facets, many of the kind of like human abilities of the mind, which is psychic abilities, which is intelligence. So they, and actually also physical strength. So that's how they started to create what we now call the psychic super soldiers. It's like a project involving mind control, torture techniques, and also psychic training. So you are an MK Ultra monarch survivor. Were you under psychic control? Yes, I was under mind control. And yeah, it was definitely those groups, these secret space programs. Do you have any recollection of what they were doing when they were controlling you? Yes, most of the time um, it will be really subtle because they do program a specific um, commands, like specific alter egos that are controlled via specific codes. Like when they program an individual's mentality, um, the programs can only be activated under a code. And this would mostly be like a word, like a secret sentence or, or you know, random, you know, word or, or sound. And this will ask, actually trigger the, the alter ego or the personality alter to come out and to be uh, running, you know, in the, in the person consciousness. I'm going to switch gears a little bit here. You are also an alien or extraterrestrial channeler. Is that correct? I am a channeler of my higher mind. Okay. I haven't yet tried to channel extraterrestrials, even though I'm being kind of like asked for that because I'm seeing a lot of synchronicities and I'm feeling a lot of like, like interest in it. But when I, when I channel my higher mind, actually I do channel extraterrestrial consciousness because as I have been genetically altered, I have connections, like really strong connections to those aspects of myself that are extraterrestrial origin. So most of the time, the information coming through will not be really human without actually be really of extraterrestrial origin. That's interesting. So you can, you're able to comp- probably connect with your higher self in the fifth dimension, but then sometimes information bleeds from other beings that are with you there into your consciousness? Yes, actually, yes. It's like more like multidimensional facets, more like multidimensional aspects. So my higher mind will be kind of like a total, like a holistic uh, construct of all of my different genetics and backgrounds and origins and lineages. And so, for example, when I'm channeling and I need a specific information for even uh, like a chat, like a challenge, or either if it's like, um, I don't know, like an interest or like something that I need for my path or something that I need for others' guidance. And depending on what I need, I connect with, I channel or I connect with different uh, multidimensional facets, different like star consciousness, like star origin consciousness. Do you have to go into trance to be able to do this? Actually, no. And that's the that's better part of um, being a conscious channeler. Uh, it's not really... I have observed myself that it is not really like um, 
like a thing that it is uh, talk like in this in the media or in you know in this community i have not seen many other conscious channels but i think that it is the time in which we actually accept or embrace we as channelers instead of needing so much of the trans states and other beings like other entities assisting us i think it's time for humanity to explore that ability to actually be able to channel uh, in the moment without any specific training or meditation or trans state or other entity coming to bring the message do you have to have intent when you're doing it or does it sometimes just happen automatically it happens when I want when I want it to happen. Actually, it's more of like if I am interested in knowing something and I need it, it will come because the excitement for me to know it, the excitement for me to bring it here, it's so big that it creates a really good kind of like um, conduction. Like it is so ductile that the energy just flows like water. I think you said that your DNA has been altered. Um, yes. And I also saw on your website that you, that you have markings on your skin from being abducted. Can you tell us about those two things? Yeah, sure. So the part about being genetically altered, um, there are many ways in which somebody can express a little bit more of their hybrid nature. And one of the most um, kind of like uh, common it, ideas or common uh, situations or or expressions of that is when somebody is an, a starseed, what we know as a starseed. It's a soul which's who's metaphysical DNA. It's more connected to other star systems or higher dimensions rather than Earth consciousness. And as Earth is not yet in that state of being, in that kind of like a state in evolution, well, it actually can like... It, it is more like of a higher like frequency. It's more of like a more, more evolved consciousness. So that's one of the ways of like you can be like express more of a hybrid nature by you yourself being a starseed and incarnating in an earth vessel that is compatible with your own DNA. That at the same time, of course, logically, it has to be a little bit more of a hybrid nature too in a physical way. So they can be compatible with your soul or metaphysical DNA. Another way is to be actually um, genetically artificially altered by other beings, like somebody offering you like DNA samples from their own species or their own like DNA implants, you know. And that's actually really common in what we know as the hybrid programs, you know, because hybrid programs are not just to help and assist the grace. It's just to it also has the purpose of assisting humans to become more like them so that we can integrate the two worlds, the hybrid aliens and the hybrid humans and coexist together and become like a bigger and more evolved version of us. So when we are given genetics by them, it's another way of expressing hybrid energy. And so actually the thing regarding um, my marks, my body marks, that has to do with both like experiences, both the positive and the negative ones, because I have received marks from the the grays, like the sated grays, who are aiming this like hybridization program or Janta for DNA sample, DNA tracking, DNA um, like hormonal um, enhancements or anything like helping me, assisting me. 
but actually some of them were negatively oriented. Some of them were like the mile up experiences, which is, you know, implanting chips or again, messing up with my own DNA, messing up with my hormones and everything. So yeah, it's both things. Do you have implants? I believe I have implants or at least that's what I have been told uh, telepathically once by my guides. I had a guest on that. He um, discovered implants in his body just from a, an x-ray of his knee because he was just having knee pain. And he'd had an a- alien experience 20 years prior, but he kind of, you know, never put the two together. But he was having near knee pain 20 years later from jogging. And um, we looked at the x-ray and it looked like a chip with wires coming off of it. And we spoke later, or we spoke off camera, and, and we didn't get to have enough time to talk about it on camera, but um, they, the aliens came and removed it from his body. And he had like a three-marking thing, kind of like what I saw on yours, but I think his was much bigger. Yeah, in those situations, I will say that it is a DNA tracking system because most of my marks are actually done and performing my left knee. And what I have get to learn by research is that actually the knees is a part of the body in which there is so much um, nervous tissue. There's so much accessibility to like so much access to that tissue, to that specific part of like our biological um, vessel that it is really like a perfect place for DNA implants to be put there. That and the brain, of course. So I do believe I have, I may have an implanter. I have never experienced pain or anything, but I, I also believe that I might have other kind of implants that are not physical, but ethereal. And I guess I will have both like positive or negative. I'm not sure, but synchronistically, um, I have been, I have received like, uh, an order for my, like, um, my doctor has made me go to the neurologist for a really specific sore experience that I had regarding, you know, like um, the mind and, and like weird neurological symptoms that I cannot explain, that I couldn't explain at the moment. So it needed like, it, it kind of like he told me to go to the neurologist to get like a scan done. So I think that might be the universe giving me like synchronistically like the ability to check if I do have them or not. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but I guess we will see. If you don't mind sharing, what symptoms were you experiencing? I'm not experiencing that right now, but I used to have really weird like symptoms. Like, for example, I will not be concentrated. I will not be able to put attention. I will not be able to maintain my sli- myself asleep, like um, awake. I mean, I will always fall asleep, even in the kind of like daylight. So that was really paranormal. And I couldn't explain what exactly it was about, but um, I sense it, it might be the cause of an implant, like something going on with with alien technology being tested on me. Would you wake up from a dream and you knew that you had had been abducted and then you just happened to look on your leg and find the implants? I mean, the markings? Or would you find them even at other times when you didn't, you know, realize that you had been abducted? Well, sometimes I will actually do not remember 
or be conscious or even dubious about it. Like I will never sense that I have been adopted. And then late, like days later by synchronicity, I will just look at my left knee and be like, oh, like there's just, there's a marked thing. There's a mark like, um, like an adoption mark or my mark going on here. And I don't know how I get it. I don't know if it's now today, today or like yesterday, days ago. So sometimes it will be like that, but sometimes it will actually be the day that I will have the experience because I will go to sleep. I will just start having dreams and everything, but suddenly I will experience myself in a lucid dream and I will see myself like in a mad bed and I will see myself levitating over the mad bed and I will look, I will open my eyes and there will be beings around me. And when I will wake up, I will be like, oh, like, I think I have been adopted today. And then my guides will come to me and, and tell me telepathically, you have been adopted today. Check your left or check your knee. And I will check my knee and I will actually will find out that I do have a mark there. All right. Well, what is your mission? Oh, <laughs> big question. So, well, when I have come came here to understand... Um, and so one of my biggest mission is to assist in the process of um, like human evolution, human awakening and ascension. And one of the specific um, missions behind that, behind that big uh, basic uh, one, it's the, the mission of actually the purpose of connecting humans to their hybrid nature like becoming like a bridge, like a vibrational or energetic bridge between the hybrid consciousness and the human consciousness so that I can assist um, extraterrestrial first contact. Do you think people can contact aliens if they want to? I think it's, as it is a co-creation, it must also have like the, like, desire behind the other beings or like, like, some sort of intention coming from them because we have to understand that they are really really um picky they're really kind of like technical and really um kind of like aware of what you're doing every time they contact humans you know because we are in a state of evolution we are in a course of evolution they cannot they have a law which is the law of non-interference in which they cannot you know uh, interfere unless there is an agreement there is like um the other side of accepting it so i think there has to be also like the other side being uh, not interested necessarily because i i think they hold equal interest behind you know for all of us because they see us as one species there's no priority unless it's like your own star family or your own connections i think there there has to be like like in your own spiritual path it has to make sense. It has to be like there for a reason that it goes just more than just having experience. It has to have like soul behind it. So if somebody comes pursuing, like if somebody goes to pursue that experience from an ego mind perspective, like I want to have the experience because it sounds cool. I think there's not so much probability behind it. So the, the way to have it, uh, to receive it and actually being able to manifest it and create it, it will be by putting like spiritual energy behind it, spiritual meaning. So if you come, if you pursue that experience uh, from your own soul, with your own like heart, like really desiring, like doing it for the sake of wanting to connect 
starting to connect to those aspects of your consciousness because they they are aspects of our own consciousness. It's just when we communicate with ETs, we're just communicating with a different, like higher aspect of ourselves, you know? So if there is like spiritual energy and good intentions, like spiritual intentions behind it, then I think anyone can actually um, get extraterrestrial contact. When do you think ETs will reveal to the planet globally? Reveal themselves, I, think- I mean. Yes, I think that is when we finally uh, meet ourselves, like when we finally understood, understand um, who we truly are, what is our real nature, and we understand that we're one and that we're ready for more because they will not contact any species that is still like not prepared for, for more things, you know. We are experiencing in third dimension, we are experiencing our own individuality, the illusion of our own individuality separated from the whole, you know, and we experience that initially in our own species and our own race. So when we start to give up collectively on those kind of like polarity dynamics, and we actually come up to our, to the perspective and to, to understanding that we are one, that there's the whole idea of separation, it's an illusion, is when we're ready to relate to another kind of illusion of separation with other part of the whole which is other species you know it's kind of like a fractal experience that repeats itself in in higher levels you know because then we will understand our a part of our consciousness will understand itself as one i mean our own consciousness our whole consciousness would understand itself as one but that mentality will be just a facet of our consciousness the mentality of the hive mind like collectiveness so when we are actually connected, reconnected to that nature, to that uh, understanding or awareness, is when we'll actually repeat that cycle in a more like in an elevated way, in an elevated dynamic, in which we will now experience us as a separated, like separated um, part of the collective of other different species and planetary consciousness to integrate again the individuals, like the illusion of separation of individuals to a new experience, like a bigger and higher uh, expression of the one consciousness. I'm running out of time. So I want to let everybody know about your website. What is your website address? It's www.marinasaren.com. And well, I actually share that uh, I have an experience in blog. I have ET art. I share also channelings, like spiritual posts. You know, I have a blog also for um, spiritual guidance or understandings or sharing my perspectives. And I have also a section in which I share about my story. And so that it gives people a little bit of background about who I am. And then I have a gallery in which I share my experiences like my uh for example my abduction marks and my ufo sighting videos so that people kind of like connect a little bit with the energy of et contact so you know so anyone that feels interested in they're welcome sounds like you're pretty busy with your website do you have anything else going on that you want us to know about well i i am about to start a youtube channel um because I always felt interested in the idea of also sharing, not just in greeting for, but also like speaking. Uh, so in in some months when I attain a better like equipment and everything, and I learn how to, you know, edit videos and everything, I will start a YouTube channel. 
um, with blogs and, you know, similar kind of information that I share on my page, but in video format. <laughs> and I'm also additionally writing a book. So I put all my teachings and all the perspectives that I uh, channel or the downloads that I received so far in my life. So I will put it out, put it out together in one book and, you know, just to inform that that's what I'm working at right now. Okay, great. All right. Well, before we finish up, do you have one last positive message that you can share with everyone? Sure. I will recommend everyone to start um, knowing who they truly are because we learn in spiritual awakening. We often like get informed that we are light, that we're love, that we're, uh, we're like God, that we're divine, divine beings, we're unity consciousness. And that's true. But that is more what we are. The whole idea of who we are, it's how we express that essence, how we express that, that, we, that which we are, you know. So there's a difference between what we are and who we are. So who we are, it's everything that brings us excitement, everything that makes us feel love, everything that makes us feel all of the energies that we describe in what we are in that essence so the more that you awake and you embrace that more of who you are, like more of who you truly are before, like, you know, forgetting when you enter again, the 3D matrix and you incarnated as a human, you have been taught different things and you acquire native based belief systems. The more that you awake and embrace that which you are, like who you truly are, the more that you will express that which what you are, which is all the, you know, the love, light, you know, unity, consciousness, and that divinity, that essence of divinity. Well, thank you for that message. And Marina, thank you so much for being our guest. I really appreciate you. I wish you massive success with your YouTube channel and your book and have a great evening. Well, thank you so much for having me here. It's been it's been great. I love to share and and much blessings. All right. Well, have a great evening and um, take care. Take care. Thank you. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.